Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Troy Talks. This is season two. Uh, I own a company here in uh, Pensacola called Troy Hope Consultant LLC. Uh, I work in the areas of uh, financial services, uh, also leadership, and also relationship and incentive marketing. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. Uh, the last couple of guests that I've had, I've done these uh, podcasts. I've had people that I personally know. I personally know this man. Uh, we go way back. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, and uh, I call him, well, when I introduce him, I'll tell you uh, what name that I call him. And then you have to ask him why I call him that. But his name is Cliff Long. Cliff is the CEO of the Orlando Regional Realtors Association. He joined the staff in uh, December of 2017. Uh, Cliff services about 16,000 plus members. He comes uh, from uh, Alabama. He was in Birmingham. He was the uh, CEO of the Association of Realtors in Birmingham, Alabama. But I know Cliff personally. We both used to attend the same church. Uh, Cliff is married. He has uh, five children. Uh, Cliff is, uh, I call him, his name for him is Senator Long. That's my nickname. You have to ask him why I call him that. But Cliff is one that I call a friend. Uh, he uh, has been, a, he was a former pastor. Uh, he's a, a leader uh, and he's doing great things in Orlando. So I'm going to introduce to some and present to other, my friend, all the way in the city of Orlando, Senator Cliff CEO Long. Cliff, tell us more about you and your journey. <laughs> well, Troy, thank you very much. And for all of you out there that I know, it's definitely good to see you again. Um, Troy called and said that I was going to have the opportunity to be a part of his show. I was very ecstatic. I was very happy. And for those of you that I don't know, uh, again, my name is Cliff Long. And presently, I'm the CEO of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. And uh, we're a multi-million dollar company affecting billions of dollars in real estate in the Central Florida area. And uh, God's blessed us tremendously to continue to be successful. But as Troy mentioned, my journey, our relationship, our friendship started long before that. Uh, many years ago, as many or many moons ago, as the Indians would say it, I used to be a, a business manager for Bell South. And um, I worked for Bell South in Montgomery, Alabama, small town, only about 260,000 people at that time. And I was in a call center, and uh, I was also uh, previously in college there as well. So I worked for Bell South, and I really liked the job, and I started applying for promotions and to move and to move up in the company and never could get promoted until one day they said, uh, Cliff, and Troy, this is the subject of a whole different podcast. I won't go into it today on, on air. Okay, got but, it. But uh, <laughs> Bell South called me and said, Cliff, um, we have a position for you. You can uh, go to three different cities. You have uh, your choice of Pensacola, uh, Panama City, or Orlando. But there's a business manager position available in three cities that they opened up. Which one do you want? And so I sat there and I said, you know, um, uh, I've been to Pensacola so many times because I used to like to go deep sea fishing. Gotcha. And uh, in Panama City, I knew there's nothing in Panama City. Right. And uh, one, you know, one street, 23rd Street after that, or Highway <laughs> 11 after 98, you missed it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, you know, Orlando was there looming. And it's ironic because I live in Orlando now, but at the time, I was in my early 20s. I was in Montgomery, Alabama. And, you know, I said, you just don't move from Montgomery to Orlando. I, right. I wanted to be successful in my job, and I didn't want to be swallowed up in a job. Mm -hmm. So um, Pensacola, 
the beach, deep sea was calling, and that's what I did. I chose Pensacola. So um, we moved down to Pensacola, and very shortly thereafter, I uh, got married. Uh, a lot of people don't know, and I actually moved to Pensacola. I was single and by myself. Okay. And uh, I, I did not get you. married to, no, Sister Keela was still in Birmingham. Okay. Uh, again, a whole nother podcast. Right. Uh, she came down later, but I was getting ready to be single and ready to mingle in Pensacola. And so I had my uh, apartment, the whole nine yards, and eventually uh, got married and found a real good church, and that's where I, I met Troy. And so, uh, you know, church was great. Everything about church was great. And um, But speeding the story up a little bit, um, the, the move that got me to all my steps really didn't take place the way people think it did. Mm -hmm. now, I'm going to tell the story from the spiritual side the way uh, it's never been told, because when I'm in somebody's magazine or when I'm on television, uh, you know, every story is not edifying. Every story is not, you know, need to be told at that time. But the, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, we had uh, joined Calvary Christian Center and I was growing spiritually. And one day, uh, September the uh, 7th in 2004, mm -hmm. I was sitting down at my desk at Western Southern Insurance. Troy, you remember when I used to work for Western Southern? I remember Southern? that, yes. In 2004, that was Hurricane Ivan time. Ah, here we go. So yeah. September the 7th, 2004, I was sitting in a cubicle. And uh, it was 2.34 in the afternoon, and I heard the voice of the Lord. Now, I was nobody's preacher, nobody's elder, nobody's uh, nothing. I'm just Brother Cliff. Mm -hmm. And I heard the Lord speak to me for probably the first time ever in that capacity. Mm -hmm. And Troy, what I heard was not what other folks would think. What I heard was, I want you to quit your job and go work full time for the church. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? <laughs> the Lord told me to quit my job and go work full time for the church. Mm -hmm. So I picked up the phone and called my wife. Mm -hmm. Now you have to understand my wife is a whole lot more spiritual than me. Right. Um, I'm about five steps from a heathen at this time. <laughs> so and I'm really just trying to be into this whole church thing. I ain't, I ain't wanting to hear the Lord. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I was a real good follower, but talking right. about hearing God, mm -mm, yeah. that ain't me. So, uh, Troy, all you guys were much more seasoned. It's still all in the Word and the Lord and following. So I picked up the phone and I called my wife. I said, hey, sweetheart, I think I just heard God. She said, well, what did he say? Mm -hmm. I said, he told me to quit my job and go work for the church. Now, remember, like I said, my wife's a whole lot more seasoned than me. She don't right. question God. I right. question God. Right. And so she said, well, if you heard him say it, well, then do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? I was, look, I was ready for right. a little pushback. She yes. said, well, that's what he said. What did you do it? So I said, whoa. So I quit my job, Troy. Mm -hmm. No, no. I called Bishop Fletcher, told him mm -hmm. I need to see him. Right. Went over to the church and I told him, um, Bishop, uh, and y'all going to know I'm telling the truth. I said, Bishop, do you know that uh, I heard the Lord say something? He said, what did you say, Brother Cliff? I said, he told me to uh, quit my job and go work full time for the church. And he said, well, okay, well, uh, you feel strongly that you heard the Lord say this, then you you know, you, you really should uh, heed it. He said, but you know, he told you, then you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so, you know, we, we have no money at this time. For this right. <laughs> so I was like, um, that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I know what I heard. Right. So I, I resigned my position. So I turned in my uh, letter of resignation to Western Southern. And, 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 and Cliff, 
the, I want to say Cliff left uh, Bellside Mobility and he went to work selling insurance for West, Western Southern. I want to make sure my audience understand where you yeah. went. Okay, go so, ahead. So what happened, let me fill in that gap. So yes, I came, I was working for Bellside and I was extremely successful. Mm -hmm. God blessed me. I grew uh, my, my, my area. I was, I made 50,000 in commissions. Okay. Uh, okay. I was, I was very successful. Mm -hmm. The transition that I did not talk about happened with 9-11. So when 9-11 happened, every major corporation in America started laying people off. Right. And if you remember at that time, there's a company called MCI. Right. They found out that MCI was cooking the books, Enron, all right. these companies. Yeah. And so every Delta Airlines, everybody said, we're going to lay people off. Mm -hmm. So Bell South told me, Cliff, we love you. And at the time, Troy, I was number two in the state of Florida, number five in the nation in sales. Oh. They said, we love you, but we're going to have to let you go. Mm -hmm. And so I said, um, okay. And they said, now you can keep your job, but you're going to have to choose another market. You won't be keeping it here in Pensacola because right. it's about seniority. Got you know, you work for a company like that. And, and I was new. I just got right. here from Alabama and somebody else had been with the company for 20 years. Yeah. So um, long story short, when I went to the kids' school to say, hey, look, we're going to be moving. I'm thinking about this or that. And I, my, my son, was, you know, from my wife's previous marriage, the teacher said, well, Mr. Long, we don't think it's in Nicholas's best interest to move or Princess. Mm -hmm. And um, and I said, huh? And they was like, yeah, we was actually going to recommend that he, you know, repeat a grade, moving him, a new school, a new father, a new life. It's just not the best thing for him at this time. Right. So I had a decision to make, Troy. And so uh, I decided to take a severance package and leave my dream job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I learned a really big lesson. I thought everybody made six figures. Right. I thought everybody was just walking around with two or three thousand dollars. Financial literacy is not something that ever crossed my mind. Right. So because my paycheck was three, four, five thousand dollars every two weeks, I thought I could always make that up. I had right. no idea Pensacola was about to teach me a lesson in life. <laughs> and uh <laughs> but I was totally unprepared for it. And so um man, let me tell you, uh uh and it's edifying that people hear this because they yeah. don't know the Cliff Long story. Um when I lost my job, I found a small job with a, a little c selling pagers and stuff, but eventually that played out. And I lost everything. Mm -hmm. I lost my house. Mm -hmm. I lost my cars. Mm -hmm. I lost everything because I went from 80 plus thousand, 100,000 overnight to $8 an hour overnight. Right. And um, it was really God was getting ready to make me. Right. He's getting ready to, you know, you got to be tried by fire, as they say. Correct. Mm -hmm. And if you've never gone through something, you, right. you, you're not about anything. True. Because all you are is the sum total of your experiences in life. Correct. So if you've never gone through anything, then you're going to be most, firstly, a shallow person. Right. No depth, with no depth or breath to be able to relate anything to anyone. True. So it's the things that you go through and overcome, your lions and your bears, that actually make you ready to kill giants, ready to climb hills, ready to climb mountains. So um, we lost it all, but you know, mm -hmm. in losing it all, uh, I uh, we, we were still going to church. Right. And I can remember not even knowing where my next meal was coming from. Troy, you've been there. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, know, I remember, I remember where you was living when during that yes. time. Yeah. Across Absolutely. the street. Yeah. Across the street from the church. You know, yeah. we wear the mask. Yeah. So but you still put the suit on. Yeah. You still. Uh, 
put the shirt on. You washed it and ironed it just before you got to church. You still put the smile on. Right, yep. And you walk and you say, praise the Lord. Right. Your whole life is falling apart, but you mm -hmm. say, praise the Lord. And, that, and you know, what happens is you may be faking it at that time, but you're being made at that time. True. And your praise the Lord will be real again if you just give it a chance. Right. And so uh, sometimes you just say praise the Lord, but it's a struggle to praise right. the Lord. Right, yes, yes. So, uh, so here we are, fast forwarding, man. Um, and uh, I am jobless and I start selling insurance. Mm -hmm. Now, my reasons for selling insurance, number one, Troy, you influenced me big. And, but I also had a chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. You see, I, Bell South moved me down here, but they, then they abandoned me. Right. You know, they brought me down here and I got my family here and I'm doing all this. But Troy, they abandoned me and I had a chip on my shoulder. I wanted a job no one else could take from me. Right. I wanted something that allowed me to not be beholden to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so I started selling insurance. Mm -hmm. And that was what got me on the pathway. Now, something else significant happened because I'm about to bring and converge all these stories together. So I started selling insurance and um, Troy, me and you would peas in a pod. You selling here, I'm selling here. Right. Uh, and I was, the, the opportunity to feed my family again, I was selling whole life like they just invented it. Right. I was pushing policies. Um, I was pushing everything, man. Everything I could sell to anyone I could sell everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I was totally out of my element in many cases, but if it was going to produce a, a, a commission, I was selling it, <laughs> you know? So along the way, Bishop um, came up with the idea that he wanted to start a CDC, Community mm -hmm. Development Corporation. Right. And so um, he wanted to get into affordable housing mm -hmm. and at the time build a family life center, not mm -hmm. a senior living facility, a family life center. Mm -hmm. So everybody got on board with the vision of, uh, community redevelopment right, and building right. a family life center. And this, again, pre-Hurricane Ivory. Ain't right. no Alabaster Gardens, ain't no Silurian. Right. None of that was supposed to exist. We are supposed to build a family life center. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah. So, uh, so we're learning about redevelopment. We're learning about housing and we're learning about everything. And, and on that day, the Lord said he wanted me to quit my job. I quit the job. I wouldn't talk to Bishop Fletcher. Bishop Fletcher um, was really nice to me. He, he was very honest and forthcoming, mm -hmm. and um, he laid down what the rules were, you know, that, hey, the church is not in a position to pay you, but if God told you to do it, you need to do it, right. you know? And so um, that's what I did. Seven days later, Hurricane Ivan struck Pensacola. Yeah. Totally decimated the city. Yep. And it was our Katrina. It was just as bad. Right, true. And we, we would have had just as many lives lost if we had been in a bowl like Correct. New Orleans. Because I remember the outcome that the, the part of my house blew off, a tree fell on my car. Um, I remember the power line. We were bathing in bathtubs with yeah. our own water. With, I remember the, it was like uh, we were listening for the Red Cross when the doon, the doon, the doon, right. was start playing. You had, you, had to, you had a curfew. You had a curfew. curfew. People fighting for gas. <laughs> the National Guard. We were right. looking for the Red Cross cards. Yeah. FEMA. MREs, MRE, yeah. 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 So, now Troy, I'm, at this point in my life, I'm so far from the way my mama raised me. Right. I'm supposed to be with Bell South. I'm yeah. supposed to be on jets flying across the country, and I'm running to get an MRE and a, and a uh, Red Cross card. You know, it was so crazy right. for me. 
<laughs> so I'm so out of my element. I'm like, what am I doing here? Do I need to go back to Birmingham? You know. Right. So long story short, man. Um, it, but the fact that I was home every day, God knew what He was doing because when the hurricane struck the church, the church had over 15 properties, mm -hmm. and I was home every day to take care of the church's need. Me and Sister Lot, right. the late Sister Lot. Mm -hmm. And so all day, every day, we tag team getting insurance claims, getting paperwork, documenting what was lost, putting blue roofs on the properties, whether it was Bishop's house or whether it was uh, the townhouses or the church or, mm -hmm. or, we, or tin cut. We were putting blue roofs everywhere. Right. But you have to be home to be able to do that. And God knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to be in a position to do that. Right. So... Here is how and when the transition happens that a lot of people missed. And so we're just tootling along every day and uh, so many details I can't go into right now. But um, Troy, I'm struggling. Right. Uh, because just like with this COVID, uh, not many people buying, letting you in their house to buy policies. If you can do it online, you better learn how to do it online. Right. Because uh, not many people are trying to buy insurance after Hurricane Ivan. Right. And I'm doing full time for the church, but I have no income mm -hmm. and um, things are really, really, really rough. And so um, now I'm working with Bishop and, and at that time, Commissioner Marie Young. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember uh, this is where the Senator part starts to come in. She I remember she said, hey, I'm running for reelection. Mm -hmm. And if we were going to get these CRA dollars from the county, you know, she needed somebody to work on that campaign. Right. <laughs> and I remember the day Bishop Fletcher, this is a sidebar, just uh, called me and said, Brother Cliff, I want you to work on this campaign right here for Commissioner Young. Right. And so, Troy, I never knew I had a knack for politics. Right. You know, some of these things happen, you just got to be in place. Right. And yeah. so um, I took over managing her campaign. We won by 8,000 votes. Mm -hmm. We beat the name. Right. <laughs> I put that signs in the yards. I was speaking on her behalf. I handled everything. Uh, and eventually, so the CRA dollars came to the church. That plus uh, the 200 plus thousand, maybe a little bit more, came in an insurance settlement. Mm -hmm. And we were able to have the down payment for what then turned into Alabaster Garden. Right. And so all the way, although I wasn't necessarily the front man in every place, I was listening right. to everything. Yep. Learning how everything was done. Learning what a tax credit was learning what CRA was, learning what CDBG was. Although I wasn't the one on the front lines talking, I was absorbing it like a sponge. God knew what he was doing yes. because later I would be applying some of these things that I heard and learned and it would save my life. Right. And so um, here we are fast forwarding um, and I'm broke. I have mm -hmm. nothing. And now I'm going to link this to the state. I'm broke. I have nothing. And I'm like, Lord, you know, um, I'm working with the church. I'm doing everything I can for Bishop and uh, in, in, in Circle Inc. And here we are, Friday night comes. And on this Friday night, none other than Elder Frank Singster would be preaching. Mm -hmm. So remember what I said, we wear the mask. We right. put on our suit, we press our shirt. Going to... Uh, uh, revival because Bishop said be a revival mm -hmm. and if you consider staff you got to be a revival right so I ain't want to be a revival but right. I had to be a revival so here I am I'm at revival mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the end of the pew I got my wife next to me 
the kids lined up next to me, and uh, Elder Seamster is playing. So he's preaching, and he, you know how he is. He's does that sweet, sweet sound, and you know he, he's doing his thing, and all of a sudden he says, "Stop!" And he walked down at the podium, and he said to somebody, "The Lord says that that trouble that's plaguing you, that only you know about, it's gonna end the day." <laughs> Late Gershaw Hamilton. <laughs> People go wash. <laughs> and so he up there to put him, stop. He walks down. He says to somebody, now I'm sitting on the edge of the pew. And I'm, mm. I'm like this. You know, this is just, you know, it's, I'm Brother Cliff, but you know. Right, yeah. I really am. Are we about to go home and eat some sausage, you know? <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no elaborate meal. I'm just sitting in church. He walks to somebody else in the crowd and he says, God says he's going to heal your back and everything is going to be all right. <laughs> you know how it is? We right. go into worship. Everybody, I'm still sitting in the crowd like this. <laughs> Elder seems to stop. He walks down. He looks at me. Turns around, walks back up in the pulpit. Uh, keeps on preaching uh, to the pulpit. Mm he's -hmm. a little bit more. He comes down. He's talking to people. He looks at me. Turns back around, goes back up, and, and keeps on preaching. So the third time, Troy, it's getting late in the evening. I'm ready to go home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Elder Caesar comes down, he walks, and I'm sitting at the end of the pew, my wife on my left, all the kids lined up, and he's got the mic right here. He looks at me, he said, God told me to tell you, you need to pay more attention to your wife's feelings. I was like, to my, I didn't say this out loud, what? <laughs> what? You done gave her some money, you done healed her? You come down here for all these people to pay more attention to your wife, Billy. Man, you done lost your mind, man. You know, I was, I, I'm sure I couldn't have been more insulted. I felt like he had called me out. Right. Like he was like, I'm beating my wife. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, pay more attention to your wife. That's my prophecy. Right. You know, she done got healed. They got money. You know, how about this rent I'm late on? <laughs> you know, but Troy, Long story short. So fine. Church ends. I think we all go to our IHOP spot. Remember, mm -hmm. we saw go to IHOP. Right. We see the other scenes the bishop take care of everybody. And uh, so then here we are. I go home. The two days later, maybe the next day, Troy, my wife is looking in uh, Pensacola News Journal. And as she's looking, she goes down the the, the, uh, the classifieds. Mm -hmm. Back then, mm -hmm. we, was, this, we had internet, but we're still right. reading the paper. Right, true. She said, baby. I said, uh-huh. She said, look at this right here. She said, Governor Bush is looking for a spokesperson in Northwest Florida. And the qualifications that they want you to have is to know something about insurance and housing. Mm -hmm. Now, Troy, <laughs> you, you see what just happened? Right, yeah, you had both You had both uh, uh, housing because you worked with Bishop. You had insurance, but you were selling insurance. So you had both qualifications. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, and who was telling me about it? Your wife, the one you mean to pay more, more attention to her feelings. You got it. 
See, the Saints don't know that story. Right, yeah. I never told it that way. <laughs> and so, because I would have blown her off. Right. Not because you know how we... Right, yeah, right. Man, ain't nobody yeah. going to get that job. Right. So, just to, to so you know it's God. So, I applied, sent them the resume. They agreed to interview me. So, I get mixed up on the day I'm supposed to show up. I showed up on the right day, but at the wrong time. Because, because they're Eastern time. Yes. Tallahassee is Eastern time. Pensacola is Central time. Yes. So I show up at the wrong time, miss my interview time, and I'm sitting out there in the lobby, Troy. Now, these folks looking at me like, look at this fool that showed up an hour late for his job interview. Are we even going to fool with him? Mm -hmm. And so they, they let me sit out there. They had interviewed 79 people. Wow. They let me sit out there while... They interviewed everybody. They skipped me. It was like, you missed your shot. Right. We've been interviewing for two days, and we don't want nobody that's going to show up late anyway. So, but I sat there. Even though uh, I, I didn't know what was going on, mm -hmm. I waited, and I waited. And I, I felt like they were blowing me off. I was looking through the glass. I could see him, <laughs> and I could see them looking at me like, he's still here? Right. He's still here? <laughs> so, now, while I was sitting in the lobby, just as with any city or state office, they had walls full of brochures. Right. Now, you sit somewhere for two hours, three hours. I read every brochure they had on the wall. Mm -hmm. um, insurance, fire, water, mortgages, the whole nine. So at like 4.59, they close at 5. They call, they decide, just give him an interview so we can say we interviewed him. He, didn't, he can't claim discrimination. Mm -hmm. We'll send him out the door. So I learned all this later after I had the job. Okay. So Troy, they bring me in and they don't even give me a real interview. Mm -hmm. They said, give us a 15 minute speech on insurance. Well, what they do that for? Speaking <laughs> is my game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just read everything on that right. wall. Yeah. I gave them a 15 minute speech and told them more about their job than they knew about their job. I told them more about their services than they knew about their services. Troy, I was number 80 of 80 people interviewed. They hired me on the spot. Wow, look at and God. I went from not having money to put in the bank to regulating banks in the next week. Wow. I was hired specifically by the Office of uh, Financial Regulation and the Chief Financial Officer's Office, and I went from not having a bank account to regulating mm -hmm. banks. What when I walk in the bank, they don't they they open the doors. Mr. Long, Mr. Long, come on. Right. I went from not being able to get on base to them saluting me mm -hmm. when I got on base because right. I represent the governor's office. And my whole life turned around instantaneous. So all the struggles that I had, all the being, you know, with no money, mm -hmm. uh and just by being faithful. Right. And listening to the word of God. And even when man said, hey, look, you know, uh, you trust God. This is right. our, our standing. This is our, just by listening and being faithful, I went from having, I, but I had completed my task for the church, which is what God wanted me to right. do. And, one, and, and that's another thing you have to learn in life, Troy. Sometimes we stick around too long. You have to learn when you have completed your task. Right. Because when you miss your boat, you've missed your boat. Right. And so when you miss your ride, you've missed your ride. You got to wait. You got to either walk or wait till the next ride come along. So God was transitioning me. And when he transitioned me, 
Um, man, when I started working for the state, I remembered everything that uh, I had lost. I remembered. I didn't try to go back and acquire it, but the remembrance was I'll never be lazy again. Right. I never do the things that contributed because yeah, you know, this or that happened, but there's always something you a role you play in. Right. You know what I mean? And so I started working like there was no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, um, hey, uh, I, if it was if it called for a fifteen hour day, I put in a fifteen hour day. Right. If it called for, if I needed to be in Tallahassee, I go to Tallahassee, I sleep in the car, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna show up early for that meeting. Right. You know what I mean? I did the things and I caught everybody's attention, man. And uh, I'm gonna speed it up a little bit. And so then we had the next hurricane, which was Dennis, the next hurricane. Right. But each one was a blessing to me because see, something happened and God was lining things up for me the whole time. Right. So west of Tallahassee, it's only like maybe 560 to 600,000 people. Mm -hmm. East of Tallahassee, there's 18 million. Okay. Okay? okay. Politicians don't like to come west of Tallahassee. Gotcha. Because you you could be on every TV station there at one time and no one would know it. Right. But if you go to Miami and you're on one TV station, 17 million people can see it. You got it. Right. So when it came time to respond to Ivan, now we got uh, Bush is gone and Chris is in. Right. Okay. And he certainly, and he's from St. Pete. He ain't trying to come to uh, Pensacola, bro. Right. So they started to say, well, who, uh, 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 hold on, I got to tell this story right so I'm working for the state, mm -hmm. and now we are fully blown into affordable housing. Right. In the years 2007, mm -hmm. I remember all this because the scripture said, pay the more earnest heed to the things which you heard less than any time you let them flip. Mm -hmm. This time, I'm going to remember. Right. You know what I mean? Because, right. But it's also where my faith came from, mm -hmm. from remembering. Right. So now it's 2007. It's me, you, Strickland, uh, I think maybe Deacon Vaught or someone else, and we're all on our way to Orlando, to the okay. Florida Housing Coalition. Yep. Mm -hmm. So as we get there, there's thousands of people. We're at the Rose and Shingle Creek, and it's packed. Yep. And uh -huh. I work for the state now, and it's me and you. We all got on our suits, and we follow in Bishop, and we got breakout rooms and meetings. And this whole insurance commissioner, I mean, this whole meeting, the insurance commissioner was going to speak, but then my boss was going to speak before that. And at that right. time, she was the deputy CFO for the state of Florida. And Troy, again, little stories I never told anyone, right. but these little nuances people need to pick up on because sometimes when you miss your moment or your mark, it's why you're still in place. Right. And so um, thousands of people in the room, I got you, Bishop, Strickland, um, Deacon Vault, and I see my boss and I'm like, hey, I want to introduce you all to my boss. And she was the deputy chief financial officer under Gallagher at that time. Okay. And so she says, she's in there and we walk up and I make the introduction and everybody's nice. And so she looks at me, she says, uh, here, hold my purse. Mm -hmm. She's getting ready to speak. Now, Troy, this is a moment. Right. You know, we are uh, sanctified men. Right. We, and so this woman is handing me her purse, but here's my pastor the elder, right. the deacon, mm -hmm. and I, I got to have a moment here. And so I could either hold that purse or I could be like, I ain't holding no purse. You right. know what you're talking about. Five, four, three, two, one. I said, okay, let me hold that purse. 
tell this is my boss and boss and boss and boss. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This is my paycheck, and right. I ain't about to mess with my paycheck no yeah. more. Even though I didn't come with her up for that. Right. He went up. You guys went on over and went to another meeting. She went up. She spoke. She said her piece. She came down, and I handed her her purse. And she said, you know what? Thank you for doing that. I got something for you. I'm going to give you all my speaking engagements. Oh, wow. And true story. This, this is how Cliff Long was made. Right. Lessons in humility. Right. Lessons in, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Because you, you held her purse. She gave you all, you did something small, act of kindness. Uh, uh, and she said, I'm going to give you all my speaking engagements. That's huge. Yes. That's huge. It's Troy, the very next week, mm -hmm. she reached, she called me on the phone. Now remember, this is my boss's 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 boss. I may work for the governor, right? But I got 16 supervisors. Right. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Yes. So I'm not really somebody yet. Right. Um man, the next week she called, she said, okay, I got a speaking engagement in Panama City. She said, look at your email. I looked at the email, she said, You got that PowerPoint? I said, yeah. She said, okay, this is what you're going to say. Boom. I got a speaking engagement in Pensacola. I got a speaking engagement. She was getting, these engagements were coming directly from the governor's office, and she was supposed to deliver them. She did not want to come to the panhandle, neither did the governor or anyone else. So she put, she handed it all off to Cliff Long. Mm -hmm. This was matter from heaven, bro. This right. is meat on my table. Right. This is, until then, I was just sitting down working booths at events. Right. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, I'm on podiums. With, you know, right. good morning. Today, I'm speaking on behalf of Governor Bush. Um, today, I'm speaking on Troy totally changed my life. All these little steps, recognizing lessons in humility, realizing and paying the more earnest heed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, <clears throat> here we are. Uh, all of a sudden, when you call Tallahassee, you call the governor's office, they just reroute you to Cliff Long. All, right. All of a sudden, you call state representative this and state representative that, they just reroute you to Cliff Long. Right. It was, so now I'm the man. Right. But I never, ever, ever, ever got it twisted. I'm here on behalf of. Right. I'm here speaking for. Yeah. And never none of this, I'm Cliff Long's. Right. Yes. And the more I did that, the greater my name grew until um things really it was time for transition again yeah so you have to now at this time you know i'm transitioning um and i transition churches mm -hmm. uh a lot of things are happening in the midst of and you just have to rec recognize when your seasons mm -hmm. are happening right. and you cannot fight see one thing that people mess up troy winter summer spring and fall okay when it's summer you have to quit fighting to stay in winter. Right. We will put a coat on in the summer and right. try to extend winter. Right. When it's fall, you can't make you you cannot hold off spring from coming. Right. We will put on a coat when it's 90 degrees outside trying to make it be our season. And and spiritually, we do this in the spiritual realm as well. We refuse to accept when God has transitioned our life. And so now, now Cliff, let me ask you something. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Some of it I know and, and some of it I, I didn't because we we talk. So my audience, yeah. me and Cliff, we still we still talk. 
periodically. Uh, you are now the CEO. Well, you started the CEO of the Birmingham Realtors Association. Mm -hmm. Right. You're in Orlando. Yeah. Did you, were you, you, now I could be wrong. You weren't even ever a realtor, uh, correct? Never. Okay. Never. Okay. So, so I'm bringing this out because you, see, you still got another story. I don't even know if we're going to have time to cover that story because you still got another story how you got there. Here it is, uh, 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 Cliff Long. And uh, I'm going to put this out there too. Uh, Cliff Long is a black man. He's never been a realtor and he gets a position as a realtor over the Birmingham Realtors Association. And uh -huh. now he's, and, and he got offered a job to Orlando. He took Orlando. That's yeah. the volume of your name, what you're doing, your reputation, and how God stepped in position and gave you positions that people said, well, you ain't even never been a realtor. How are you going to tell me about real, uh, realtor? Go ahead, Cliff. So listening and learning. Yeah, listening and learning. So the so I'm 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 working for the state now. And the years have passed. I've seen a lot of governors. I've seen a lot of CFOs, and um, something unique happened. Now remember, I'm a, I've always been a very loyal person. Right. And when you transition out of government, Troy, you always go into lobbying. You mm -hmm. either work for an agency or you go into lobbying. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. So um, now remember that same Lisa Miller, who was the deputy CFO. Mm -hmm. This is years later. She's she's no longer even in office. Gallagher ain't there no more. Jeb Bush ain't there no more. We didn't transition. Rick Scott, you, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And um, I've seen a lot of governors. So I'm sitting there at work one day for the state. My phone rings and I pick it up and it's Lisa. And she says, uh, hey, Cliff, how you doing? I said, hey, Lisa, good to hear from you. I knew she'd open up a lobbying firm in Tallahassee. It was very successful. successful. She said, hey, Cliff, listen, the gig is up. I said, what you mean? She said, unless you go move to Tallahassee, there's nothing else for the state you can do. Um, you need to consider what you're doing with your career. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. She said, the realtors in Fort Walton Beach are looking for a government affairs director. Troy, you know, what else did I learn? Uh, uh, campaign management and government affairs. Right. Because Bishop had assigned me to work on Marie Young campaign. Correct, yes, yes. She said, um, got any experience? Yup. <laughs> so, so she said, uh, uh, "You and let me tell you how God was transitioning me. Remember, I had been broke. I had lost everything. Right. Yeah. I told God, if you ever put me back on my feet, Lord, I'll never look back again. Um, I'll never second guess you. So she said, uh, the realtors are looking for a government affairs director. She said, I want you to apply. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, send me, uh, go ahead and you send them your resume. So I hung up the phone. Five minutes later, the phone rang again. It was her. She said, don't send them your resume. Send it to me. Okay. And I said, okay. I sent her my resume. 24 hours later, she turned it over. And what was the same little Microsoft resume everybody in the world got was not an executive resume. She rewrote it for me. Okay. And said, this is what employers are looking for. Gotcha. And to this day, Troy, I rewrite people's resume because somebody put me in the game. Gotcha. All these things, I make sure I pay it forward. When mm -hmm. I look at resumes and I tell them, nope, that ain't going to get you a job. Nope. People right. send me resumes all the time. Strike that, strike that. Don't mm -hmm. care about that as an employer. I, I've judged you five minutes in. You'll never get my job. I help them right. because somebody helped me. Right. And so I turned that resume in and I remember, again, being loyal. Yeah. So uh, it's 2008. 
Um, and I'm in, a, in Tallahassee, and CFO is now Alex Saint. She's running for governor against Rick Scott. Mm -hmm. CFO, and Obama is running for president. Mm -hmm. And remember, Troy, you have to learn politics. You learn politics. Get it. So I was hired by Governor Bush. I was held by CFO Gallup. The Republicans brought me in. I was their diversity. Gotcha. And they hired me. So I'm sitting down late at night. Uh, I'm about to receive an award from Tax Watch for saving the state of Florida money. And next to me is the state of Florida chief financial officer. And up on stage is the governor. And it's dark. And uh, on the other side of me is my wife. And I whisper over the, I said, CFO Saint. She said, yes, Cliff. I said, I got a job offer from the realtors. Integrity. See, we be in out of a job, sneaking in and out. Right. Do your job to such a level that your bosses and your supervisors have your back. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Integrity, but I think I got a job offer from the Richards. And she said, uh-huh, it's 2007. And said, I really like working for you, and I would like to ask you if you can match that job offer. Mm -hmm. And she said, Cliff, let me tell you something. She said, thank you for telling me that. She said, but I need to tell you that a recession is coming. Mm. Now, she was the former president of Bank of America. Okay. And she, so she knew. They wrote all the mortgages. Right, yeah. <laughs> so she said, she said, a recession is coming. And Cliff, I'm not going to be giving raises. I'm going to be cutting jobs. Mm. I want you to take that job with the realtors. Right. And thank you for being loyal to me. I said, yes, ma'am. And so being loyal to my employers, just being straight up natural. Right. I just yeah. get to the point where I can't live that other way no more. I look you in the eye and say, I can't work with you. I can't right. do it with you. I got to go. I'm too old for cloak and dagger. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so uh, I said, well, uh, thank you. And she said, Cliff, now, integrity. These right. are stories that I've never told anyone. Right. She said, now that you're not going to be working for me no more, I'm going to put you in charge of the Obama campaign in Florida because she was the state's leading Democrat. Gotcha. Uh, and that night, sitting in Florida, mm -hmm. even though the president, President Obama wasn't president yet, but he was right. going to be, right. I looked at CFO Singh and I said, thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. And she said, why? I said, because Obama didn't get me this job. Right. <laughs> Who got me the job? <laughs> you got it, Troy? Yeah, right. Don't ever get it twisted. Right. Yes, I love you, Mr. Obama. Right. Yes, I'm proud of you. But you didn't give me this job. Right. And I'm not about to cut my throat. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I know who got me my job with right. the realtors in politics. Right. So several weeks, and she said, that's okay, Cliff, because I know you're going to do the right thing anyway. Right. <laughs> and so I did the right thing anyway. Right. Everybody and their cousins still came. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right, Troy? yes. But these are just lessons in integrity. Right. But Having lost everything is where I learned those things. Right. And so um, I took the job as government affairs director for the Emerald Coast Association of Realtors in Panama City. I'm not Panama City, but in, in Fort Walton oh, wow. Beach. And my wife and I moved from uh, out by 10 Mile Road to Gulf Breeze. Mm -hmm. And because that was the halfway point. Right. And she worked for uh, the gas company and I worked in Fort Walton Beach and we split it in different directions every morning. And came back home in the afternoon. Right. And um, so what happened was after several years there, uh, and those were difficult years, you know, right. you start new battles. The old saying goes, uh, new levels, new devils. Right. And so um, I just went with, to a different kind of devil. Right. So, um, but God tremendously blessed me over there. My name, everything I touched, I won every election in Troy. 
So now all of a sudden I'm doing elections and working for realtors and making sure that the realtors are a powerhouse in the community. Okay. And so every elected official had to come through me. Right. You couldn't get to Tallahassee or City Hall unless you came through my pack, unless I screened you or my people screened you. And I was teaching them on how to screen politicians. Mm -hmm. And I don't care, every, only one slipped through my hand. Okay. And I won't name names, but that, that knucklehead sitting next to Trump right now. One slipped through my hands, and I did everything I could to beat him. Right. And, uh, that, that particular politician spent $475,000 to get a $35,000 a year job. And I, was, and I knew it then, and I know it now, because that person sitting next to Trump in the panhandle. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that opposed that got away from me. Everybody right. else, we won, and, and we put them in office. And several years after that, man, my boss, who was the CEO, resigned, went back to uh, towards South Florida. The board of directors asked me in, in Fort Walton Beach if I would step up and take over CEO, okay. and I did. Okay. And they, um, so I became the uh, board and made me interim CEO of the Emerald Coast Association of Realtors, and God kept blessing. We had some great years. We kept on growing. Um, we lobbied the BP oil spill. Um, I, a lot of people don't understand that that was God blessing me mm -hmm. because Florida realtors and all those people didn't care nothing about it. I reached, I reached out to Alabama and Governor Bob Riley because the Gulf Coast of Alabama had been damaged and Pensacola's beaches, they were saying it's oil on the beaches and wasn't no oil. Right. You remember those times? Yeah, but I remember. I, I tag team with Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana and we ended up getting like several hundred three, four hundred million dollars paid right. to realtors so they could stay in business. That was God blessing my lobbying because the Obama Feinberg administration has said no. And we lobbied and I testified for uh, the state and Congress with mm -hmm. Obama Feinberg to make sure that realtors got money for uh, to stay in business. And my name was made by this time. Right. And um, as, as a state guy, as a, as a, as a lobbyist, as a, uh, you know, just the whole right. nine, it was, my name was Solid Gold. God kept making me, but he was honoring my faithfulness. And right. even the faithfulness that I had at Calvary, right. God was still honoring that. He was paying it forward. He never forgot me. So I don't have no, as Bishop say, big piece of chicken story to tell. Right. I started off, I hit some rocky roads, I went down, but I kept on praying and kept on. And in the midst of it all, here's what, what people don't realize. You guys know, in, in next podcast, I'll talk about the transition to pastoring and all that. Right. A lot of people don't understand that I didn't just wake up and say, hey, I want to be somebody's pastor. I kept doing what I was doing at Calvary, evangelizing. Right. And what happened was when I moved to Gulf Breeze, I had started attending a small church in Foley. And it was fine when I was in off a 10-mile road. That's a 30-minute drive. Right. But you in another city, yeah. that don't make sense no more. Right, yeah. And so... I was witnessing to people mm -hmm. over where I live, but once, I mean, and God was sending them to me, Troy, like he was literally sending me people at the gas station, at the mall, at the Walmart, and I would see, and I was doing all I had been taught to do by Bishop, witness, right. tell them about Jesus. Right. But when I got through, I had nowhere to send them. Right. You get that? I so get you take, God send you somebody, that, that needs the Holy Spirit, they broken and you witness and you, you hit them with 15 scriptures. Now you pat them on the head and say, now go, go. Right, yeah. They get ready to go back to their reality. Right. <laughs> they get ready to go back. And so 
Lord, what do you want me to do? Right. Start the church. Right. You, you get what it says? Yeah. Start, what you mean? What you, and Troy, that's how it got birthed. I, t I went to my office. I ran off flyers. I, went, I, I filed with the state. I told them that we're going to start an old-fashioned church. I knocked on every door in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And there's more to it. And I'll tell you as we went along. And, and I said, hey, be at my house at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Right. And all those people I was witnessing to, I did the unthinkable. I brought them in my house. Right. Wow. Still being the government affairs director. Right. Wow. Still transitioning to be the CEO. Wow. Still work, working on election. But, but on the weekends, my job was to save the souls. And if that's what you've been taught, the scriptures say, occupy till I come. So, <laughs> so you keep you keep right on saving. You keep right on pushing. It doesn't matter whether people want to recognize your call. Don't get into that foolishness. Right, that's true. And you hurt people, and you know they hurt. Don't worry about what everybody else says. Right, true. Your job is to deal with these hurt people. True. You know, what happens is he's sending you people, and you stop and go look for somebody to sanction your anointing. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, people still committing suicide. People still on drugs. Marriage mm. is still failing. But you somewhere looking for somebody to, no, heaven forbid. That's, that's, you get it? I get it. Cliff, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Out of all what you, you experience and the lessons learned, what is the greatest wisdom of advice you can give uh, to somebody? What is one thing that you, you, you want to share Cause Cliff, we could go on, but we 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 we've got to end. What what is one thing that you you would share to help somebody? I would. So I've quoted the scripture several times during this moment. I'm transitioning my batteries. Uh, you heard me quote a scripture several times, Troy, and that scripture I've said. Uh, Pay the more earnest heed. Yep, you okay. sure do. Mm -hmm. And so God, when you forget what God has done for you, you no longer have the power to activate your faith. Mm -hmm. When you forget where he's brought you from, right. your faith is worthless. Yes. Does that, see, see, you can do, you can move mountains with your faith. Mm -hmm. So, Troy, I walk into situations where I have absolutely no training, mm -hmm. where people around me are PhDs and where and they've got Harvard degrees, and I command that situation, and right. I expect to command it every time, right? Because my faith won't allow me to see it going any other way. Gotcha. See, David said, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, the shepherd was tending his sheep, and right. along came the lion, and I right. slew the lion, and along came the bear, and I slew the bear, and this circumcised Philistine, right. <laughs> you should see no more. See, he had every confidence, right. all the stuff about trying the, the armor, and all, that's just side stuff. Right. That's just that's just a uh, uh, cranberry sauce on the dressing for us preachers to talk about. Right. That stuff don't mean nothing. The real context came when he said, "I 
slew the lion and the bear. Right. This uncircumcised Philistine, it ain't nothing he can do with me. Right, because it's experience. Yes, Troy, when we have to start over and over and over and re get our faith up, the moment missed you. Right. Because God, I don't miss my moments no more because when I see something, I fully expect it to work for me and my whole company. Right. So I don't even allow my employees to bring me fears. If you start bringing me fear, you got to go. Right. If you start telling me what we can't do, you can't work with me. Right. Because Troy, I broke. I didn't have my lights off. I don't work at pickup. I don't racks. I don't fall crackheads on the street. I don't walk my son from school and seen police come. I survived my class. I, I cut down trees. I cut down a whole forest. I, I balanced the books. I, I managed the campaign. I, what you got that you gonna throw at me that, that's gonna beat me? Right. So the, it's, the faith comes from remembering that God, when he ingrained that, pay the more earnest heed, Cliff. Right. Pay the heed. Don't forget what you heard. Don't forget it, because if it slipped, then the world got you. Cliff, man, I have enjoyed this interview. Now, uh, this is what I want to, I want you to, I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back again for another interview in the very near future. Okay. But I want this, I want, this is what I want you to do for this interview. I want the top 10 Lessons learned from Cliff Long, Cliff Long. The top ten lessons, from Cliff. And I want you to the top ten. And what I want you to do is you send me a copy, and I'm gonna ask, and then you explain it. The top ten lessons learned from from Cliff Long. And may Cliff may write a book off of that. <laughs> uh, top ten le lessons learned because I want them to get the lessons because you kept talking about the lessons, the lessons, the lessons. Cliff, can you hear me? All right, look like uh, we've having some audio difficulties. Cliff, can you hear me? I think not. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, did you get me? The top 10 lessons learned? Top 10 lessons learned by Cliff Long. Yes, yes. All right, my audience, I really appreciate I didn't have a lot of I did have questions, but Cliff was telling the story. His, his story was compelling. It was moving. Uh, make sure this is going to be a great podcast. There's a lot of lessons come out here. Cliff shared his story. I knew some of it, some of it I didn't know, but it was a whole powerful story. Cliff showed us how God put him in particular places. He saw the opportunities. He took advantage of the opportunities. Uh, so Cliff, I appreciate you sharing with my audience. Now, my audience wanted to uh, connect with you. Tell my audience how they, how they can connect with you. Okay, uh, if you want to catch me on uh, Twitter, I'm You Can Be Greater. Y-O-U-C-A-N-B-E-G-R-E-A-T-E-R -E -E on Twitter. Um, by Facebook, you can professionally find me as Cliff Long, Aura CEO, O-R-R-A CEO. Um, you can just on regular Facebook as Clifford Long Jr. And you can email me at cliffordlongjr at yahoo.com or cliffordlongjr uh, at gmail.com. And that junior is just J-R, C-L-I-F-F-O-R-D-L-O-N-G-J-R. And that's at Yahoo or that's at uh, Gmail, doesn't matter. And um, for those of you that uh, Troy is, is reconnecting us, I want you to know I'm the same old Cliff. Don't let these stories and these governors and all this stuff fool you. 
I still like to eat sausage and sardines and, and Vienna sausage. I still like a fiddle and um, I still eat a clown. <laughs> I'm still a clown because that's who God made me. And Amen. he never told me I had to stop being me. So, um, I love you all. Holler at me. Troy knows how to reach me. And if you ask Troy for my number, notice I didn't give you my number. If you ask Troy for my number, he's going to tell you, let me ask Cliff if he wants you to have a number. So don't get mad at Troy right. um, <laughs> for protecting my number. Right. He's only doing what's supposed to be. So, listen, I love you all. And Troy, you have the final word on your podcast. Thank you. Well, my audience, again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining. If you found something that resonates, please share this with your uh, audience, your tribe, your people. Uh, again, we will have a clip. Senator, that's my nickname for him. We'll tell you more about that. Senator Cliff Long. Uh, but you can kind of see where he, his area he is being, why I call him Senator Cliff Long. But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Uh, stay safe out there. And, uh, those that don't know me, you can reach me at uh, Troy Holt uh, on uh, Facebook and also on LinkedIn. You can also uh, uh, reach me on Twitter and also uh, link, I'm sorry, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Troy underscore talks. Troy Talks, that's the name of my podcast, Troy Talks. You can also email me at Troy underscore talks, I'm sorry, Troy.talks67 at gmail.com. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in and have a safe and wonderful day.